All right, Jabal say good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking our spa- our sponsors to thank, thank you, to thank Yanki and Elisa Stamen and Yitzhi and Rebecca Stamen for dedicating all the shiurim this month in commemoration of the first yard site of their sister, Menucha Shindel Yehudis, David Yosef. And to thank Shmuel Rabin Karapkin for dedicating the shiurim this month in commemoration of the 25th yard site of Rabbi's mother, Pesa Mira Bas Chaim, Zichron Levracha. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshamas will have an Aliyah and the families in the Chama. We thank our Dathyomi sponsor today, Nochum Eskin, in the Schuss of Rafushlima for his father, Yoel Yisrael Ben Gittel. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, built together with Kol Chodei Yisrael, have a complete and enduring Rafua. And most with that, let us begin. We have a really fascinating Dath. Really fascinating daf ahead of us today. Really fascinating. Some great halacha lamaisa as well. So today's daf is Chof Kimmel 23. We are picking up Emir Sashem on Chof Beis Amud Beis. I believe we left off Mishtabach Le Rabba, which, which is 2, 4, 6, 8, 10 lines up from the bottom on 22b, right? So we ended off with a little bit of halacha lamaisa, of Hilchasa, Poschin Becharata. In his Israel. And again, we're going to qualify these halacha lamaisa components a little bit in the today, tomorrow, a little bit. But remember again, the concept that simple remorse serves as a basis for revocation of a nether. Now, I will say, by the way, I, I know I don't have to, I know we said it, but I'll just explicitly say it because it's going to come up again. Even though we say that you could go ahead and revoke a nether with harata, with simple remorse, obviously that requires me still to go. To a Talmud Chacham. In other words, the process of revocation can never happen on your own. Always requires an outside party. Now, when, when ultimately again, so revocation or annulment requires one Talmud Chacham, a based in, so that Mir Tashem will get into. But when we say Poschim Becharata, that doesn't mean I made a nether. Now I go ahead and I sincerely regret it. Okay, so now I, I regret it, I'm done. No, no, even, even though again at the end of the day I've regretted it, Lemaisa, I need the process. I need the process ultimately again of going to the Tamut Chacham or going to the basin. Good, so let's go back. It was a great story. So listen to this. Rava used to always tell Rav Nachman how great of a man Rav Sechora was. Okay, so Amr Lobs, Rav Nachman said to Rava, listen, do me a favor. When this guy Rav Sechora visits you next, please, by all means, have you liyavi. Bring him to meet me. Bring him to meet me. You know these stories yeah. never end well, right? But I just think we always have stories like this. So in any event, so again, so Rav is telling Rav Nachman, Rav Schor is such a great guy. Rav Nachman says, great, bring him to meet me the next time he's in town. So what happens? So the Gemara says, have a late. So, so now, sure enough, Rav Schor comes to town. He comes to meet Rav Nachman. Have a Rav Schor had a neder, the Mishra. He had a neder that he wanted, permitted, that he wanted revoked. So Rav Schor figures, listen, I'm in town anyway. Let me go to Rav Nachman. I'll, go, I'll meet Rav Nachman, and at the same time, I'll take care of my nether. So what happens? So now, again, Rav Schor tells Rav Nachman, I have a nether, I have a nether, and I'd like it to be revoked. So here's what happens in this story. So Rav Nachman is trying to find a Pesach for Rav Schor. 
So he says to him, Nadarta he tell me, you know, when you made the nether, did you have this in mind? Did you have this in mind? So again, so Rav Nachman was hoping the answer would be would, would be no. No, I didn't think about this. Oh, you didn't think about this. But had you thought about this, you would have never made the net. Look at the run for just a moment. Three lines up from the bottom of the run. This is actually quite interesting. So what the Ran is intrigued by is, Rav Nachman, why are you trying to find the Pesach? If we've just established that what? That Charata works. Rav Nachman, by the way, Charata is like one, two, three, you're done. You come to Beislin, I regret ever having made the nether. I don't have to get into more than that. Right? Yet it's interesting over here that Rav Nachman is trying to find the Pesach. Remember, what's Pesach? Pesach is an opening, meaning that I now am cognizant of information that had I been cognizant of at the time that I made the nether, I would have never made the nether. So Rav Nachman is really like drilling down to this into Rav Safra. So the Ran is bothered by this. So the Ran explains one of two possibilities. Possibility one is that although you can't permit a nether with charata, that's not the lechatchila. Right? The ideal is a Pesach, which makes sense. So remember again, what's the difference between Pesach and Charata? Pesach, if you can find the Pesach, what does that do? It almost creates a reality in which the nether is retroactively void. That's almost what it does. In other words, that had I known this, I would have never made the vow to begin with. That's powerful. That's powerful. That's almost like a retroactive vilification as opposed to charata. What's charata? Charata is like, I want out now. Again, the, the, nether was, the nether was a solid nether. Like, there's nothing wrong with the nether itself. So possibility one is that Rav Nachman would have preferred to use the mechanism of charata. Um, the, the Ran gives another example. It says, So ultimately, the Ran gives a second, second answer about maybe it was a different kind of nether, but we don't have to get into that now. Fine, so what happens? So Moses says, Rav Nachman says, Rav Safra, did you have this in mind? I'm only in. Right? Rav, Sa- Rav Schor, excuse me, said, yeah, I, I had that in mind and I still made the nether. I died the hockey. So again, Rav Nachman tries again and tell me, maybe you didn't have this in mind. Did you have this in mind when you made the nether? In, yeah, Rav Schor said, yeah, I had that in mind as well. Kama Zimnin. So Moses says, so what happens? So, so this kept on happening. Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman kept on trying to find a Pesach for Rav Schor, and every single time that Rav Nachman tried to help, all Rav Schorah did was say, yeah, I, I had that in mind, I had that in mind. So we'll say, what happened? Ik Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman got angry. Amr zil l'kilach. Essentially, he said, get out of here. Get out of here, right? Get, get, get out of here. Kilach, kilach is a covered area. It's like um, you know, a covered area. So he said, get out of here. Just, just go, go, to, go, go, to the, go, go to the covered area. Nafak Rav Schorah, Pasach Pesach Nafsheh. Rav Schorah left, and he found his Pesach. Rabbi will say, what was his Pesach? So the Gemara says, so Rabbi, here's what was his Pesach. Rabbi thought to himself, this is such a beautiful Gemara. Rabbi Omer, Rabbi will say, what is the right path a person should choose for themselves in life? Right? What, what is the correct path to choose in life? Whatever brings honor to those who go ahead and live in that path and live in that direction. And also creates good relationships with other people. So Rav Schorah says, you know what? Had I realized that this nether 
would have caused so much pain to Rav Nachman, I would have never chosen to take the neder. And what happened? He permitted the neder for himself. Now, both sides. This is why I mentioned before, does not mean that Rav Sechora permitted the neder for himself. You can't permit a neder for yourself. You have to go back to what I'm The point over here is, he found his own Pesach. Now, both sides. This is not a conventional Pesach. Why not? Because interestingly enough, this Pesach has really nothing to do with the neder itself. Right? In other words, generally, a Pesach has something to do with the vow. Right? The, even Charata has what to do with the vow. Here, interestingly enough, he doesn't regret having made the neder. He regrets the impact the neder had ultimately, again, on Rav Nachman. But again, just, a, just an interesting example of this and also a beautiful articulation of, of the Mishnah. Rav Shimon Berebi, Havidei Nidra the Mishnah. Another story. Rav Shimon, the son of Rabbi, had a neder that he wanted to have revoked. So what did he do? He comes before the rabbis. Comes before a group of rabbonim in order to have his neder revoked. So they're trying to find from a Pesach. So again, they try to bring out, so tell me, like, when you made the neder, maybe did you have in mind for this? So they were trying to find for him a, a, a something that he didn't have in mind at the time of the neder. That had he had in mind, he would not have made the neder. But again, he says, yeah, did you have this in mind? Amr in. And I did the haki, and did you have this in mind? He said yes. So this happened a whole bunch of times. Abdurrahmanon trying to find the Pesach, and ultimately again, Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon Rabbi, saying, yeah, I had this man, this man. So what happened? Tap of Chav Gimel. V'havim istari Rabbanon mishimsha l'tulo, mitulo l'shimsha. So say, literally what this means is, the rabbis were inconvenienced and they were constantly going back, back and forth from the sun to the shade and from the shade to the sun. Now, what does this mean? If you take a look at Rashi, Rashi says over here as follows. Rashi says, So according to Rashi, this Lushan, this Lushan over here, ultimately of going from the sun to the shade, the shade to the sun, is a Lushan ultimately again of like pacing back and forth, right? They're, they're pacing back and forth to try to figure out a Pesach ultimately for Reb Shimon. And what happens? Skip the parentheses. So this individual botanist goes ahead and says over to Reb Shimon, tell me, Reb Shimon, did you have in mind that your neder would cause so much distress to the Rabbanon? And ultimately, Amar Lo, he said, no, Vishayruha. And ultimately, again, this became the Pesach. Or this became the Pesach. For, well, it was not really a Pesach. This became the Charata. And ultimately, again, it became the Pesach. And ultimately, the neder was permitted. So we're going to see we actually don't accept these forms of Pesach. They're not going to work because they're too unrelated to the neder itself. We're going to see, even if we accept Charata, which we do, Halach even if we accept Pesach, of course, they have to be, it has to be that there's something flawed in the nether itself, not in someone else's external reaction to that nether. We'll see that in Meretz Hashem and the Ramah. I will say, I just want to draw your attention just to, just to one beautiful piece of the Ran. If you look at the Ran on Chav Gimel three lines down from the top, there's a, so remember again, back in the previous story, Rav Schora, when he saw, Rav Schora, when he saw the negative reaction that Rav Nachman had 
to his nether. So he said, so what, what did he realize? He, re- he remembered the teaching of Rebbe, that what's the proper path that a person should choose for himself? Whatever brings literally glory to the one who performs or lives on that path. So if you look at the Ryan, it's very beautiful. He says, mishubachas. Now it's like the goal in life, the goal in life is to choose a path. Such a profound statement. See, the goal in life is to choose a direction and to choose a lifestyle that doesn't require explanation. You know, say sometimes we do something in life and I need a whole lot of Rashi to explain why what I'm doing is okay. It's okay. I'm going to tell you why it's okay. It's okay because of this and because of that. So what the Gemara is saying over here is if you need a lot of Rashi, to explain why you're doing what, why, what you're doing in life, chances are it's not really the right thing to do. The Ran explains the concept of any derech, any path in life that brings glory to the one who performs it. He says It means a lifestyle. It means a pathway in life that stands on its own. It stands on its own. It emits this beauty on its own without any further explanation. So again, a very, a very, just a beautiful explanation of that idea. And, and what, and what, a, what's something so beautiful to aspire to? To imagine, I will say, if I'm able to get to a level where I live a life where my actions don't require explanation, right? Imagine for a moment if somebody was watching a video of, of my entire day. I know that there would be things I'd have to say once I, you know what, pause that for a second. Let me explain that to you, right? Let me give you a little bit of context. Let me give you a little bit of explanation. Imagine living a life where everything I did didn't require explanation, where somehow my actions just stand on their own, they're clear. So someone watching the video of my day understands how I live, what I do, why I do the things that I do. That's what Rabbi is saying. That's Derech Ishara. The proper path in life is to live a life where my actions don't require any further hezber. They don't require any further explanation. They don't require any rashi. My actions stand and have clarity on their own. Incredible. Let's go back there. Rabbi Shmuel Bo Rabbi Yossi. Both these great stories. Rabbi Shmuel Bo Rabbi Nidra Lemishra. Rabbi Shmuel Bo Rabbi Yossi ultimately, again, had a nether that he wanted to have permitted. So, right? Rabbi Shmuel Bo Yossi made a nether. He wanted to have the nether permitted. He came before the rabbis, and again, they're trying to help him find the Pesach. Amrulei, now darta he tell me, did you have, they said, did you have this in mind? Amrulei, and yeah, I had that in mind. Now darta did you have this in mind? Amrulei, and yeah, I had that in mind as well. So he's not really helping them out. They're trying to find from a Pesach, and every Pesach that they find, like, did you, did you have this? Yeah, I had that in mind. So I'll say what happened. Kamazim, and this happened a whole bunch of times. Until suddenly fascinating happened. So also listen to this. There was a guy, a launderer. A launderer, right? Literally, not of money, of clothing. Right? So, also, so again, he, he's, he's walking by, he's walking by, he sees this exchange. <laughs> this is incredible. So what does he do? He hit Rabbi Shmuel with his laundering stick. You know, both like the laundering stick is right. You, they used they would something they would beat the clothing when you're laundering it, or they would sprinkle water with the stick. Whatever they would do, it was a stick. So what did he do? He hit Rabbi Shmuel with the stick. With the stick. Why? 
Amr, so the Gemara said, why? Because he saw that Rabbi Shmuel was going and annoying the rabbis. So he hit him with a stick. So Amr adaited the machi kitzra lo nadri. Rabbi Shmuel said, you know what? Had I realized that as a result of this nether, I would have gotten hit, I would have, gotten, I, I would have been hit with a launderer stick, I would have never made the nether. And ultimately, again, the nafshe, and he permitted the nether for himself. Again, I will say. So once again, these are, these are, these are interesting applications of the concept of charata, because the truth is, they're not really regretting the nether itself, but rather regretting someone else's reaction to that nether. And I will say, now this raises a fascinating question. The Gemara Hi, no latu. This is actually very interesting. We are going to see that when it comes to revocation of Nidarim, there's something called Nolad. Nolad means brand new circumstance, a brand new circumstance that was not in existence before. We are going to learn that you cannot be matir a nedar. You can't permit a nedar on the basis of Nolad, on the basis of like a brand new circumstance. In other words, what is interesting is the only way to be matir and nether is with some circumstance which has been present. Which has been present. So the Gemara says, I don't understand. Rabbi Shalom just got hit with a launderer stick. How can you go ahead and be matir and nether based on that? That's no love. That's a brand new circumstance. Rabbi will say, this is incredible. So the Gemara says, and after all, again, um, I'm sorry. Hi, no love to the Lomasika that I did the Machelike. So, Vatanina, we learned, in post and lobe, no love. You cannot go ahead and create. A Pesach, an opening for another with Nolad. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says over here, Ein poschin b'nolad. Rashi says, She'ein ro'i li'ora kazeh. Avahani dami demistari rabbana lab nosel nolad. So both say, so remember again, in this case of Rabbi Shmuel, this, this is nolad. Why is this nolad? This is a guy who's coming off the street and hitting Rabbi Shmuel with a stick. So both say, that's a brand new circumstance that just came about that was not even present at all. In other words, even in the previous cases, where let's say again, the, the charata was based on the fact that my nether annoyed the rabbana. My nether annoyed the nachman. So, so that again, that, that is a present thing, that such a nether annoyed her. But a guy coming off the street and hitting, hitting a show with a stick, that's no lot. The boss is actually fascinating. I'm really, high low no lot too. The truth is, that's not no lot. Why is that not no lot? Listen to this. Because there are always people with chutzpah who are happy to give Rabbanim a difficult time. Now, we'll say, now, what does that mean? What does that mean? What that means is like this. That's not a statement of Rabbi Shmuel, right? Now, Rabbi Shmuel happens to be giving the Rabbanim a difficult time. Who is this launderer, right? And why is he going ahead and hitting Rabbi Shmuel with a stick? So, I think my understanding is like this. There are always people, there are always people who are looking to give it to the rabbi, right? Always people who are looking to go ahead. And what happens? Most normal people aren't going to lash out Right when when everything is normal, instead, what do what do these people do? The, the, these people, what do these people do? They wait for an opportunity where they could do something to the rabbanim, where they could do something. So when there's a moment, so what happens? So this guy, this who is this launder? Right, he's coming along, and what does he see? He sees Rabbi Shmuel annoying the rabbanim, and suddenly again, this guy becomes the defend, the defender of rabbinic integrity, and comes and hits Rabbi Shmuel with a stick because he's giving he's giving a difficult time to rabbanim. He's not defending rabbinic integrity. Instead, what is he doing? He's trying to go and give it to Rabbi Shmuel. That's not no love. Incredible. That's not no love. That people want to go ahead and take out negativity on the on the rabbi, right? On the rabbanim. That's not no love. 
that's as old as time itself. And therefore, again, that is a present condition. And therefore, again, halakha lamaisa, well, not halakha lamaisa, but at least for this story, at least for this story, it represents a proper Pesach. Incredible, incredible. I was saying that sometimes you learn so much from Gemara, not even from the halakha, but just like from the human nature statements. Again, it, it's, we think that sometimes, again, uh, the issues that we deal with are like new issues. The truth is, to be very honest, this, like Shlomo HaMelech says, in Chadash Tachas Hashemesh, there's nothing new under the sun. There's no real new problems of the human condition. It's the same stuff. It just manifests itself different ways at different times, but so fascinating. Let's go back there. Devisu Dabai, both a great story. This, yeah, I, I, I run out of good, like, descriptive terms to put in the, to put in the WhatsApp messages the night before, but just, just, just depend, just, just expect that it's just going to be fascinating. This is great. So the visu da Abaye, get ready for this. The wife of Abaye, Havila Ahi Barta. So we'll say, Abaye married a woman. This was a second marriage. And she had a daughter from a previous marriage. Okay, so what happened? Who Amar, first wide line, Chav Kimono Madalif, Who Amar, Likrivai, He Amra, Likrivai. It was time to marry off his daughter. Abaye said, I want her to marry my relatives. Uh, he, you know, was a bite. She was a good girl. I wanted her to marry into his family. The mother said, "No, I want her to marry a member of my family." Amrle Sabaye says, "Tisora hanaasi aloch i abaduta adaita umin sabas lelikrivach." So we'll say, Abaye makes another says to his wife, "I hereby any benefit that you get from me shall be prohibited if you marry off this girl to a member of your family." Okay, already. Bad idea, yeah. bad idea. But Abaye does it. We've all been there, right? Abaye does it, right? You know, let's say, you know, you know how like sometimes in a relationship, a husband says, you know what? I'm taking a stand. I'm taking a stand, right? You've had that moment, and then like, oh, bad idea. Bad, don't take a stand, right? I'm taking a stand, Abaye. I'm drawing my line in the stand, right? I'm taking an edge. If you do this, I hereby prohibit any and all to you. What happened? Azlas Shockingly, Abaye's wife did what she wanted, right? And what happens? And what happens? She went ahead and she married off the girl. By the way, her daughter. Is this, this is her daughter. She married off. You can still imagine like how this conversation goes, right? You're not going to tell me what to do with my daughter. In any event, she goes ahead and she marries off her daughter to her relative. Now we have a problem. What's the problem? We'll say, Abaye made another. This is great. So now Abaye is in a real pickle. We'll say, by the way, how affirming is it to know that even Abaye gets himself into marital trouble, right? So Lamesa again, so Abaye has a problem. What's his problem? He's now made a neder that his wife is not permitted to get any, but he's assured any hand off from him onto his wife. So ultimately, what does he do? Listen to this. This is great. Comes before Rav Yosef. Amrle. Rav Yosef says to him. Now it comes before Rav Yosef. But you can imagine that conversation goes as well, right? You, you got help. You got to help a brother out over here, right? Like, like this is like, like right. I, I'm stuck, right? You, you know, what are we gonna do over here? Amrle host. Listen to this. Rav Yosef says, "Ilu hava yodas daavart al daitech uminsabaleli krive miadart." So this is fascinating. Rav Yosef says to Abaye, "Had you known." that your wife would not care at all about the nether you made and gone ahead and gone against your will and done what she wanted, would you have ever made the nether? Amr Abai says, of course not. 
the Shire of Yosef. And Rabbi Yosef permitted the Nether. Now, I will say, this is a fascinating form of Pesach. Why, I will say, why? Does that make any sense? Rabbi Yosef, see what's happening over here? Had you known that your wife, who was the subject of your Nether, the reason you made the Nether, would have transgressed the Nether, would you have ever made the Nether? What? I was about to say, you hear what's happening? Abayi made a nether that his wife should not get any hana from him if she marries off her daughter to her relative. That, that's the nether he made. So essentially, what Rav Yosef, Yosef, yeah, what Rav Yosef was saying to him was, had you realized that she was really going to do what you prohibited her to do, would you have ever made the nether? Sigmar says, that's a really strange form of Pesach. That's a really strange form of Pesach. So the Gemara says, Can you go ahead and permit the neder in this particular fashion? So the Gemara says, In, you can. Vatanya, we learned, There was once a time of a man who made a neder prohibiting his wife. They both say, Lalos bepashtos means literally going up to Yushalayim for the regalim. He made a neder, he made a neder, he did not want his wife going to Yushalayim. Duran has a different gear of this. Maybe it's not to Yushalayim. Maybe it's to visit a relative. Okay, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter for our purposes. But Lamais, he made a nether prohibiting his wife from, making, from going on Aliyah the Regal. Va'avra al-daito al-sil-regal. She did not comply with his nether. She did what she wanted and she was all the regal. Then I both say, of course, she is prohibited. So, or I should say, his hanah is prohibited to her. So Lamais says, so what happened? What happened? So Balifni Rabiosi, the husband came before Rabiosi, Amrlo, the Ilo Hayisa Yodea, Shalberes al Datech, the Olo Leregal Klum Hidarta, had you known that she was really going to violate your nether, right? Violate your will, and go ahead and be out Olo Leregal, would you have ever made the nether? So Amrlo, Amrlo, Lo. So the husband said, no, I would have never made the nether, and ultimately again, the Hitiru Rabiosi. And ultimately, Rabbi Yossi Pepinus. So, so we see now, we see now that in this, in this form, this is also a form of, of charata. Also a form of charata, and really a form of Pesach as well. In other words, had I realized, was essentially what the Pesach over here is like this, had I realized at the time that I made the nether, that the subject of the nether would have never complied with the nether, I would have never made the nether. So again, it, it, it's interesting because it seems to be a form of Pesach that fundamentally goes against the whole, in other words, the whole reason I'm making the nether, the whole reason Abayi is making the nether is so his wife shouldn't do something. So it's a fascinating Pesach that had I realized that she was never going to listen to me to begin with, I would have never made the nether. And about say Allah Lamaisa, Kimar seems to indicate that such a Pesach actually works. So therefore, I will say, what we have over here is we have Harata, we have Harata. We've seen over here that interestingly enough, the Gemara brings examples of Ibn Harata that is not related to the actual nether itself, but is rather related to what? Other third parties' reaction to that nether may also be Harata, though we'll have to see if Halakha Lamais, we actually accept that. And now, Rabbi, so we actually see another form of Pesach which actually says that had I realized that the subject of the nether would have never complied to begin with with the nether, I would have never made the nether to begin with. Halakha Lamayi said that works ultimately again to go ahead and revoke the nether. I will say, by the way, you'll say to yourself, come on, that such loose definitions of Pesach, so understand, we'll say, what's driving all of this? The halacha has a vested interest in what? In what? In revoking nedarim. I will say, remember again, this is, that's the important thing to remember in all of this. We don't like nedarim, that was yesterday's daf. 
If you go ahead and you make a nether, it's as if you've built a bama. And if you fulfill the nether, it's as if what? As if what? Right? You've offered a sacrifice on it. We don't like nedarim. Ta'aloch has a vested interest in getting people out of their nether. It's like, you know, like sometimes your commercials are getting people out of their timeshares, right? Because again, it's such a bad idea to be stuck in a timeshare. So lahabda, right? It's a bad idea to be stuck in a nether. Why? Because every moment that you're stuck in a nether, you run the risk of what? Of what? A violation. A violation. So the, just I'm pointing out, so like, if it sounds like, oh my gosh, like this is like such a strange and relaxed application of these laws. Yes, yes, by definition, that's what this is because the halacha wants people out of their timeshares. Halacha wants people out of their nidarim. We don't want people being stuck in a construct that is only going to have negative consequences. Incredible. Says the Mishnah, say, it's great, great. Rabbi Lazar Omer, Rabbi Lazar Yaakov Omer. I will say, this is fascinating. Rabbi Lazar Yaakov says, this is such it's so interesting that, that like there is a Mishnah dedicated to this. So I both say this is the fine situation. It must be dedicated to this because this was a common thing. I want my friend, I want Ruving to come and eat at my house. I want Ruving to come and eat at my house. Ruving is always resistant. So I will say, what's the best way to get Ruving to come and eat at my house? to make a nether. And what's the nether? Ruben, if you don't come over for lunch, all of my property is ushered to you. It's an interesting way to cultivate friendships. But, but, but Lamais, again, so I will say, but here's what's interesting. The fact that there's a Mishnah dedicated to this indicates to us that like, there was, again, this is meant in a good way, right? This is meant, I want to compel Ruben to come and share a meal with me. That's what I want. So this is interesting. So the Mishnah says, Belozer says, If I want to make a nether to get my friend to eat next to me, they're both saying, now in this nether, in this nether, do I really want to prohibit my property to Ruvain if he doesn't come and eat with me? Do I want to do that? Not at all. Not at all. So, but yet, I want to, I want to make it sound like I'm making a nether because I really want Ruvain to come and eat with me. But I, I don't really want to make a nether. So what should you do? Yomar lo kol nether sha'ani asid lidar hubatal. What you should say is, after you make that nether, you make another statement. What's the other statement? Any nether that I will vow in the future should be bottle. So essentially, I will say what you do is you make a proactive statement of future bittle. Future bittle. Any nether I make is ultimately bottle. However, you have to remember this tonight at the time you're making the nether. So ultimately, again, if you go and you make a statement, any nether I'm gonna make should be bottle, and then you go and you make a nether, the nether is bottle. The nether is bottle. It's proactive nullification. It's not even nullification. Essentially what the statement does is it prevents your nedarim from taking effect. As long as what? As long as what? You remember the tnai, you don't have to articulate it, but you remember the tnai at the time that you're taking the nether. So we'll say, let's analyze this. I don't understand. Let's play this out. I go over to Ruvain. Ruvain, I want you to come to my house for lunch. And if you don't come to my house for lunch, if you don't come to my house for lunch, then ultimately again, all of my property is ushered to you. And then I say, and any nether I take will ultimately be void. Sigmar says, doesn't that kind of defeat the entire purpose? But at the end of the day, Ruben's going to hear the nullification as well, and the whole plan is out the window. To which the Gemara said the best two words in Gemara: "Amibes chisurim echsera." Chisurim echsera says always like you know when you're a kid and you find that prize in the cereal box, 
right? It's incredible. You like you struggled. means wow. Listen to this. There's something missing. Here we go. I will say the Mishnah is missing abuse. Here's how you have to read Mishnah. I will say you're going to see this Mishnah is, is perhaps one of the most profound Mishnahs we've learned so far. Listen to this. Vahi Katani. I want my friend Ruvain to come and eat with me. Ruvain doesn't want to come over. So what do I do? Umadiro. I make a nether. I say, Ruvain, if you don't come to my house for lunch, call Nechosai Asurulacha. All of my property is us to you. So the Gemara says, how do you look at such a nether? Nidre Zerazinu. Oh, it was going back to our last Mishnah. What kind of nether is that, Rabosai? What kind of nether is that? That's Nidre Zerazin. Rabosai, what's Nidre Zerazin? What's Nidre Zerazin? Right? It's hyperbolic nether. Hyperbole nether. Hyperbolic nether. In other words, Rabosai, there's no intention to take a nether. Rather, I'm just going ahead and using strong lotion in order to motivate a person to action. Right? The seller says, I'm not selling it for less than four dinar. The buyer says, I'm not buying it for more than two dinar. Neither am they make a nidarim. It's not a nether. So both say, if you make a nether like this and say to your friend, Ruben, you need to come over for lunch and if you don't, all my property is answered to you. By the way, halacha number one, that's not a nether. That's nidre zerazin. That's halacha one. Now watch this. The both say, now there's a separate halacha. What's the separate halacha? kalashana. I will say, here we go. Get ready for this. What happens in general if a person doesn't want his nidarm to take effect throughout the year? Others will say, I've now learned a second nidarm, only the first 23 blocks, but I know enough to know that nidarm are bad and nidarm are not, and that they're dangerous. So now, how do I create a mechanism, a proactive mechanism to ensure that my nidarm do not take effect throughout the year? So what should you do? Here we go. Ya'amo Burash Hashanah. You should stand up at Rosh Hashanah, the Yomar, and you should say, Kol neder, sha'ani asid lidar, batal. The boss says, sounds a little bit familiar, right? Again, we're going to see this Gemara is the marker for Kol Nidre. So the says, so listen to this, what should you do? You should stand at Rosh Hashanah. The boss says, he's giving the example of Rosh Hashanah, but of course, you could do this anytime you want throughout the year. The example of doing this on Rosh Hashanah, on Rosh Hashanah, is that I'm standing up at the calendrical beginning of the year and I'm making a statement. Any nether I'm going to make, should be batal, should be batal. However, but I will say there's a caveat. What's the caveat? You have to remember the tonight at the time you're making a nether. You have to, so in other words, now remember, you don't have to articulate the tenai at the time you make the nether, but you have to have a mind. Now, I know what you're thinking to yourself. One second, if I've made the tenai, then what? Why am I making nidarin? So I said, we're going to see people because sometimes need to go ahead and make a nether, at least go through the motions of making a nether for a whole variety of purposes, right? To show someone I'm serious about something or for whatever the reason. But Lamaisa, the Gemara says, if you make this proactive tonight, the beginning of the year, essentially it prevents any of your nidarim from taking hold. But again, one, 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 one condition, which is you have to remember the tonight at the time you're making a nether. Twist the words in one second. Izahar, no. If, well, so let's play this out. If I remember the tonight at the time that I'm making the nether, akre le tenai ve kayin le See, I was like, so the Gemara suggests, but one second, it should be just the opposite. If I remember the tonight that I made, and I still make a nether, what does that show? What does that show? 
that I'm usurping the Tanai, that I'm negating the Tanai and making a Nedra as well. So therefore, you're right, I'm Rabbi Tani Obilbad, Shelo Yehei Zachar B'Shas HaNedar. Abaye says, no, no, no. The way you really mean is like this. If I make this proactive tonight, the beginning of the year, that any nedra I make throughout the year should be batal, should be batal, and then I make a nedr. As long as I don't remember the tonight, at the time I make the nedr, the tonight works. Bless you, the tonight works. Now say, if I am, if I explicitly remember the tonight, at the time I make the nedr, then what am I effectively doing by making the nedr? I am usurping or undermining or negating the tonight. Take a look at the Ran for just a moment. There was a first wide line in the Ran. According to Abaye, see, I'll say we're going to see is according to Abaye, here's how the Tanai works. Tanai works like this. On Rosh Hashanah, on Rosh Hashanah, I go ahead and I say, any nether I make throughout the year should be batal. Now, both say, What's the intention of that statement? The intention of that statement is, I'm not making any nidara. I'm not making nidara. But should I forget, should I forget and make a nether? Now, the fact that I forget to make a nether is I'm forgetting the tanai as well. That's when the tanai kicks in. That's when the tanai kicks in. So one more time, look at the rash, look at, look at the rosh, sorry, the ran. What's the tanai? Shem yishkach v'yidar. That if I forget this tonight that I made, and I and I go ahead and I make a nedar, ye batel tonight as as nidro. The tonight should be mabatel the nedar. But Abayi says it only works if ultimately again you forget that you made the tonight. Because if I make a nedar and I'm fully cognizant of the tonight, then what have I done? The nedar has effectively negated the tonight. Incredible. Rava Amar Rava says no, not necessarily. The olam, the olam kedamina meikara. It could very well be, Rava says, that what we're talking about over here is, no, it, that maybe it only works when Dafka, you do remember the tonight. And what's the case? This is very interesting. Maybe the case is like this. I made a tonight in Rosh Hashanah. They both say, now in Rava's case, in Rava's case, I made a tonight about certain Nidarim, and I don't remember what, what type of Nidarim. So for example, I both say, in Rava's case, I made it tonight that any nether I make about bread, right, should be bottle. But now the year goes on. I don't remember. Did I make it tonight about bread? Did I make it tonight about wine? Did I make it tonight about fruit? What? what? I, I just I, I know that I made it tonight about some type of nedarim, but I don't remember what type of nedarim I made it tonight about. So the gemaras the Now making a nether. So therefore, again, according to Rava. If you remember the tonight, the time you make the neder, the Amr al das harishona ani no der, and ultimately I say I don't remember the tonight that I made, but I'm making this neder with the previous tonight in mind. Then nidra less be mamasha. Then the neder will not take hold because the tonight will undermine it. Lo Amr al das harishona. Ultimately, again, but if he does not invoke the original Tanai, then, I'm sorry, then you've uprooted the Tanai, and ultimately the Nether remains in effect. So, say, so let, let's just analyze this here for just a moment. So I just want to point out, according to this approach, and, and the Ran points this out, Rava and Abaye are not arguing. They're talking about two different cases. Let's go through this. In Abaye's case, Rabosai, Abaye's case is a conventional case. Where what? I take a nether, I'm sorry, I make a tonight at the beginning of the year. What's my tonight at the beginning of the year? 
any nether I make, kulan yahon betalin umuvutalin. Right? This is Komidre. This is Komidre. So again, I say at the beginning of the year, and I say, not, my Nidarim should not take effect. So Abayi says, beautiful, beautiful. But it only works if what? It only works if what? If you don't remember the tonight. So Abayi says, the effectiveness of this works as well. What's my goal? After I make this tonight, so let's just play this through. I make this tonight, Rosh Hashanah, or Yom Kippur. What's my goal? What's my goal with this tonight? Don't make Nidarim. That's my goal. The Tanai is a fail-safe. In the event that I make a nether, the nether will be bottle. But Abayi says, the Tanai only works if you don't remember the Tanai at the time you're making the nether. Why? Because if you remember the Tanai, and what? You make the nether anyway. What does that show? What does that show? You're being mevatal the Tanai. You're negating the tonight because you're choosing to actively make a nether. That's a bias case. That's a bias case. Comes along Rava. Rava says, fine, I agree with that. But there's also another more nuanced case. The other more nuanced case is talking about a guy who doesn't just say in general, no nidarim. No, right? I hereby mevatal all my nidarim. But rather, in this case, this guy is mevatal a certain sug, a certain category of nidarim. Right? So let's say at the, at the beginning of the year, he says, any nedarim I make, you know, I make about wine, should be bottle. Okay, year goes on. Now what happens? He doesn't remember. He doesn't remember what type of nedarim he went ahead and made the tanai about. Was it wine? Was it bread? Was it fruit? Was it this? So Rabbi says, in that case, in that case, and now he makes a nedar. Shabbos said, as long as he remembers the tanai at the time he made the nedar, he's covered. So let's say it turns out that Lamaisa, he originally made a tonight about wine. Now he makes a nether not to drink wine. The tonight ultimately will help prevent the nether from taking hold. But in that case, if he doesn't remember the nature of the nether, or excuse me, he doesn't remember the tonight at the time of the nether, then ultimately, again, the tonight will not be effective. So both sides, so therefore, again, Abaye and Rava, and that's if you look at the Ran, the Ran of it says just very quickly, the second line of the Ran, Rava Amr Kigon Shehisna. Rav is not coming to argue. They're talking about two different cases. So both say, skip down a little bit in the run. You see in the run where it says, So both say, the comes along the it says, So we're going to see in fact, we really pass in both like Abaye and like Rava. Everything just depends ultimately again on the nature of the tonight. I both say on the nature of the yeah, on the nature of the tonight. Remember again, I both say one more time, Abaye is just talking about a general tonight to ne- proactively negate all Nidarim. And Abaye says again, in that case, in that case, the tonight works as long as you don't remember it at the time of the nether. Otherwise, if you remember it, you're dafka overriding it. Rava's case is a more specific type of nether. They both say, if you skip down the run just a little bit, um, actually it's two, four, six, eight, nine lines up from the bottom of the run. They both say, get ready for this. This is incredible. We'll spend the last few moments on this. Venira, Shema Sha'omen Biktsas Kihilos Piyomiki Purim Kol Nidre Ve'esare. So they say, here it is. Here it is. They both say, where do we come up with this idea of Kol Nidre? Right? I will say, remember again, what's Lashon of Kol Nidre? Just tell you. 
כל מידרי ועשורי ושבועי וחרומי וקולנומי וכינוסי וכינויי דאינדרנו ודשתבנו. רבו זה כל מידרי happens to throw in here, not throw in here. כל מידרי happens to include not just נדרים but also includes שבועס. which we haven't discussed. Right? And what happens? So right, דשתבנו דאחינו דאסנו נפשסנו מיום כיפורים זה now, say, here we're going to get it if, if we have time. So, right, the Lashon of Kondidre is from this Yom Kippur until next Yom Kippur. What should happen? Proactive charata. Right, so we'll say, what are we doing in Kondidre? It's a proactive revocation of every single nether and shvua throughout the year. Says, says the Ran. He says, "Ledavar zehay miskavnin lift lebatel nedarim sheyardu laachem ikan elos shalishonah meshubash shneirim shemilishonah sheimatir nedarim sheavru." The boss said, "This is so incredible." If you notice, by the way, there are different versions of kol nidre. See, the said, "The pure version of kol nidre is ultimately again a future-oriented tefila, right, or revocation." If you look in many of the machzorim, there's a bracketed phrase. What's the bracketed phrase? Miyom Kippurim Sha'avar Ayam Kippurim Zeh. So the Ran says, Whoa, 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 where, where did that come from? The Ran said, By the way, we already take care of past Nadarim. How do we take care of past Nadarim? Hataras Nadarim. That we took care of. Says the Ran, there's a mistake that many Kihilos make that they use Kol for, for retroactive revocation, right? That's not what Kol is for. Kolnidre ultimately again is the way that we proactively revoke Nidarim for the year to come. He says, goes on, he says, Elisha Lashonam Meshubash, Shneer Melashonam Shematir Nidarim Shavru, the Ain Zeel Inya, the Ain the Ain Lo Inyan Ella, Nidarim Haboim Mi Ala Achar Mikan. Shabbos said, it's just very interesting. This happens to be a fundamental machlokis in the mechanics of Kolnidre as well. But the Ran telling us, the cut, I just want to point out, it's incredible. Kolnidre which for so many Jews, interestingly enough, is like one of the most emotional, emotional tefillahs, even though, again, the topic of the, of the, of the tefillah is not all that emotional. But Lamaise is just pointing out how the concept of Kol Nidre comes from today's daf, the ability to stand up at Rosh Hashanah at the beginning of the year and go ahead and say proactively, any nether I will make throughout the year, ultimately, again, Kulon Yahon, Betelin Umovutalin, I don't want my Nidarim to take hold. So again, the Ran himself goes on, the Ran himself goes on and discusses this idea. And I will say, let's just finish up the Gemara very quickly. So I will say, I, I want to see, we're going to see the Rambam Hashem in this Sugya as well tomorrow. Because again, the, 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 real, the real question now we have outlined is what? I will say, I said Kol Nidre. Right? All of us said Kol Nidre. So I will say, I make a Nidre. I make a Nidre throughout the year. So now what? Now what? Is it that as long as I don't remember Kol Nidre at the time of my Nidarim, ultimately again, the Nidre is void, or is it Dafka if I remember Kol Nidre at the time of my Nidre? So that's, we'll have to see that nuanced piece. Just one last thing that I want to end off with. Rav Huna Bar suffered the Midrash Shei Rav Huna Bar wanted to see, speak publicly about this concept. He wanted a Darshan at that this year. So what happened? Amr Le'i Rava, Tana Kamestayim Le'istumei, K'deish Lo Yinhag Kalos Rosh Ben Nidarim. Va'at derashta lebepirka. So, boss, it's actually very interesting. 
So, so what happened? So Rav Huna wanted to publicize this ruling that you can make a proactive revocation of Nadarim. So comes along Rava and Rava says, no, do not publicize this. The Tana purposely did not publicize this idea because out of a concern that people are going to take Nidarim lightly, right? If I have this proactive revocation, people are going to take it lightly. Therefore, don't teach it in public. So we'll stop over here for today. And we're going to pick up with this concept tomorrow. So what do we do with this? How do we deal with this? And halacha lamaisa, practically, how does Kalmidjay work for us? Osai Shkoyach. All right, everyone have a great day. Good to see everyone.